Amanda and I'm Kristen and we are the extra sisters so sit back relax and let's get creepy welcome to a hype episode a what <laughs> Woohoo! I know Finally. in February we're starting off strong we have our first one of 2021 this is called the reckoning and it just released a few days ago well at the beginning of this month I suppose on the fifth I think yeah yeah and this is i think it is available amazon prime so this film is from the uk it doesn't have a ton of information out on the internet one because it just came out and two this seems to be while it is a new release a little bit of a smaller release it premiered at an international film festival just in august of 2020 and i think that even if we were having theaters as normal i i don't know if this would be like a wide release it might have even just been one of those like a select theater kind of situations maybe but i mean it does have the same director as the descent and game of thrones so i mean that's some pretty big cachet right there that's true that is very true and you know the acting you know that it was pretty good i don't i didn't see any like major names but again these are british actors and actresses and some of them tend to kind of stay over there and before <laughs> they cross over or in major tv shows like bbc tv shows one of them was in the twilight saga breaking dawn part two the crazies horns becoming jane so there was one guy that did a couple <laughs> things there. Yep, he was also in The River, if anybody ever watched that. It only had one season, but it was Steven Spielberg. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, and our main actress, I don't... I didn't recognize her, but I really enjoyed looking at her, let me tell you. She was so beautiful. Oh my god. Yeah. Just stunning. So, I don't... I don't think, yeah, she hasn't really been in much. Just kind of going through. She she will be Nicole Brown Simpson in the upcoming Nicole and OJ. Oh, shit. Yeah, that is to be announced, but she was cast as Nicole Brown Simpson, so you'll have that. She was also in Ocean's 8. I didn't see that. It looks like she had a, she was a smaller role in that, but uh, so this was, I'm not going to say her breakout role because it wasn't, but this was her first, it looks like, lead role. So, okay, yeah. And I'm again, we do not talk about things beforehand, typically. Now, with hype episodes, when we could actually go to theaters, it was a little bit different because when we would go together and we would ride to the theater together and ride to one of our houses together, we would typically talk about them. Right. Because we would just be going straight to record them together. So it wouldn't be a surprise because when we record separately, we watch them separately. But when we go to a theater together, we watch and experience them together. So this is a little different for us, you know? Mm -hmm, definitely. I mean, having to watch these hype episodes separately is very similar to all the other episodes we do, but usually we'd be in the car and having just experienced it together and being all excited and talking about it at the same time. But I have no idea how you felt about this movie. Well, let me also say that it was, it sucked without popcorn and an icy and the movie theater feel. Oh, I yeah. needed that. It was not cool. I definitely. Before we get into it, I loved this movie. Go watch it. Friggin' I loved it. It was everything I loved about things. It was a period piece. It was a horror period piece. The acting was great. And it subverted everything that you thought it was going to be about. I loved it. Yeah, it was super interesting because it, when it, it is horror, but it's not like in your face. It's a very, I'm not going to say super subtle because there were definitely some like devil scenes where the devil right. is actually them which is weird because there were some dream and hallucination uh, hallucination sequences but it's also very much like like a conversation piece a political piece if you will definitely real like real horror like that you could definitely see this movie happen to somebody it definitely did oh 100 percent. and it even says that in because there's not narration but it what is that called i'm literally having a brain fart right now well they talk about what's happening in this time period to women before and after the movie it shows it on the screen so you can yeah I, I can't think of the term either but yeah it has it written a little story info before and after yeah and it's awful it's horrifying and as a woman watching this and thinking about it you know we'll probably have a lot to say throughout it so if you don't want to 
fucking listen to you know a couple feminists talk about women's <laughs> issues then move oh, on yeah. the whole time i was sitting there going oh yeah because she didn't let you you know between her legs right yeah all because, of it yeah because you didn't okay also i would like to put just a really quick because i can't I'm not going to stop and say content warning and trigger warning every single time I say these words. So there is mention of sexual assault and rape throughout this entire episode. So if that is something you are uncomfortable with, this might be one to skip because this is during the plague era. Women are very much property and to be used that way. And so right. this woman's husband is literally killed so this other guy can rape her essentially. Yeah he's literally killed for that reason. So the theme here is very heavy that this woman is being victimized throughout this entire film very brutally just because she thwarted a rape. Yeah, exactly. So we will bring that up several times. And there's also some torture sequences here that do get very, very much intensely heavily sexual assault and not even with other people, just bodily injury. So that makes you uncomfortable and you don't want to sit through that. Please move on. It's not a graphic movie, though. It is not. That's part of what I liked about it. It's very much implied. They show mm-hmm. you like the instruments they're going to use to torture her, but they never show what is actually happening to her. It is all implied and you kind of see before and after. And right. we will get into what happens and why, I guess now, but The Reckoning is a, they kind of call it a 2020 adventure horror film and I would not call it an adventure horror (laughs) no definitely not there's no adventure what it's weird it's like I would say maybe they're getting an adventure as in like it takes you through a very long sequence of time but it's definitely not like a thrilling you know, it doesn't take you through an exhilarating time frame, you know? Yeah, like The Descent. I could see that as an adventure horror movie, but uh, not this. No, you're not You're not going anywhere. You're just staying within the tiny little village and dealing with the terrible things that happened to her. Exactly. Now, we're talking about the bubonic plague here, the Black Plague. We actually talked about, you can hear more about how horrible the plague was. You literally have to dig into our archives, go all the way back to, I think, our second haunted happy hour. Yeah. It's called Haunting by the Hundreds. We literally talked about sicknesses, specifically the Black Plague, like things that killed hundreds of thousands of people and Black Plague being one of them. So we go into a little bit more detail about why that was so awful, but it was a horrific death. Mm -hmm. And in times where they didn't have a ton of science, they blamed a lot of things on God, on the devil, on witches. Witches. Yeah. Yeah. And so this Right in the very beginning, they are talking about how in this era, women are being, and at the very end too, but women are being victimized and blamed for being witches, basically because they can't pin it on anything else. And there's a bunch of people dying and human nature, we need things to pin it on because we don't like to wrap our heads around, you know, just mindless and seemingly for what like death you know right and what's the easiest thing to pin it on back then oh the woman that wouldn't let you take advantage of her or that you don't like that she has a smart mouth or that she thinks for herself literally and yeah you know i have had some commentary or like heard some comments and not not as like negative but just like some banter from some people you know about some things that we say politically and it's it's like literally that's what it is though like (laughs) women historically were property literally that is why women take men's last names exactly it is property it's not some cutesy little tradition that's romantic you go from the property of your father to your husband exactly and that really has only changed within the last couple hundred years maybe less than that honestly i mean we talk about you know last year was our hundred years of the vote for white women specifically so even you know women of color you know it's been even longer for them that they're not property to at least their husbands yeah they have not hit the same milestones that white women have so we're still getting there they haven't had that 100 years yet we'll get there you know but they're they're we're still working on that and getting to those milestones but 
so it talks about that we're trying as a society to find reasons for this death and this chaos because it's awful and it's sad and people are losing their loved ones their mothers fathers brothers children Mm -hmm. babies you know Whole, whole families are just wiped out absolutely so we are in basically we have this family they're rural they're out of the city so they have been spared so far it is a couple a young couple and they have a new little baby and you they're wonderful something this movie i thought did great was very early on characterization you like them mm-hmm. you don't need yes. a ton it it goes it takes you back and forth between their lives and his death unfortunately so you get a lot of that characterization in little quick snippets which i really liked yeah and he does die very very early on like right at the beginning that is what kickstarts this entire movie because there is this man the squire he's basically the landlord so even in fucking bubonic plague landlords are fucking assholes kicking people out of their homes in a crisis like they are currently i mean they can't (laughs) because of legal reasons but they still try and he actually like i said earlier he kills this woman's husband by switching his ale at an alehouse with somebody that's sick with a man that has the sickness while he's not looking but also we have to look at the the times because the husband finds out that he is sick and he ends up i mean yes he is dying yes this landlord killed him but instead of going through the terrible terrible death by himself and potentially getting his family sick he decides to hang himself and why that's so important is because you didn't do that back then like suicides go to hell that that was a very very catholic very christian time and you just don't do that at all so that brings another level to it when we bring in the witchcraft part of it right and he it's an it was an incredibly selfless act because he knew that right when he started getting sick he knew that if he stayed around because she was going to go into the forest and get some elderberry and take care of him but he knew that if the sicker he got the more the chance of his family getting sick and dying with him and this horrible slow death so he by the time she got back he was already dead hanging from a tree right which i mean that's amazing i don't know if i could even do that but go you guy yeah i think if i could do anything i would probably just like go get lost in the woods somewhere and die of like die of the plague you know right exactly like where i couldn't be found i don't know if i could do that like good for you (laughs) right the squire remember we don't like him comes to her and finds the red cross on her door which is the sign that they're basically infected and he sees that and realizes that her husband is dead which is what he's wanted the whole time because he wants her because she is basically one of the most desired women in this entire village area but you know she's taken but he doesn't care because he's wealthy and he wants her for himself he just has to get the pesky husband out of the way because you know he's a man and that's his property so it must be respected so just got to kill him and then he's he's out of the way and he doesn't he comes in and he basically tells her first that she needs to pay her rent within a week and she's like well thank you for your compassion i much appreciated (laughs) he goes away she he comes back a week later he, she tries to go into town to get money from where this alehouse was. They turn her away and he comes back, says, I need my money. And she gives him her husband's wedding ring, which is worth about three months rent. She also offers her wedding ring, which she did not want to do, which is awful. So that gives her six months rent. And he says, well, yeah, but like eventually you're not going to be able to pay your rent. This is only going to buy you six months. So why don't you just sleep with me and then we'll call it good. Well, again, it's only been like, what, two weeks since her husband died at this point? Like, he cares. I know, but like... Fucking gross. Yeah. 
And so uh, she says no, and he doesn't care again. So he tries to rape her, and she is a fighter. So Damn straight. Right from the beginning, she's an incredibly strong-willed character, which is very important at the end, literally verbatim. Strong will. <laughs> and she fights him off and she eventually fights him off to the point where she gets a gun and points it at him and he runs off. Now he has someone with him the whole time. Basically he's called a squire and he has something similar to a squire with him. <laughs> right. Cause he's not like a, you know, but it's basically like his little hand, I guess. Yeah. His little like page boy that helps him out. Exactly. Yeah. But it's kind of like, he's not a little boy. He's not like a child, but I'd say <laughs> he's like an older teenager, you know? Yeah. Like a young kid, basically. He, she chases them off with a gun and then she's really fucked up because now he has been rejected. His ego has been hurt. He goes back into town, starts saying, well, why did he get sick, but she not get sick? And so then now she's a witch. Right. And that's how easy it is. And because this is a huge mob mentality. One, everybody is scared. So it's easier to get that, you know, whole witch, witch thing going. Yes. And it, I like how you got to see the scene when they're in the, the pub, how quickly it it happened because it went from, well, she must be a witch. And then the bartender goes, witch? Well, I just sent her away. And then somebody goes, well, you're going to die. That's how quick it happened. That everybody just agreed. Yeah. And even they had, she had this friend, this couple that were like family to her, they said. And the husband of this couple immediately turned on her. Yep. Also the, a fucking asshole. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He said absolutely. And he became part of this hunting party that went after her. So that same night, it's raining, it's storming, and they go after her. And she does put up one hell of a fight. She grabs her baby. And when I say baby, I mean like small in a crib baby. Yeah, baby, tiny, baby. Tiny baby. And she fights him off. They set her house on fire, and she escapes. She runs into the woods, and who catches her but this guy that was basically like her and her husband's family. And they take her in. The squire takes her baby from her and they throw her in jail. And also, just side note, I'm only mentioning this because I may forget to bring it up later as we talk, but I won't forget to bring it up at the end, but I don't want to miss out on her finding out. The wife of that man finds out and she starts running her mouth at him and is mad at him the whole time. She said, that's our family. And you went and you arrested her and you threw her in jail too. Yes, but that's also very dangerous. And one of that husband's friends even says that, like, you need to shut her up before she's up there as well as a witch. So literally all she did was have an opinion and disagree with a man. And they're saying, hey, she's going to be considered a witch, too, if you don't shut her up. Exactly. You have an opinion as a woman in the 1800s, you a witch. Yep. You can't have one. Right. And this, I mean, it does say it at the end, but I'll say it right here. And this happened, the last one on record that they said, and I think it was in Britain, so this doesn't even count everywhere, was in 1727. That's the last time they burned a witch. And, I mean, when you put that with, you know, our country started, you know, 1776, like, that's crazy. 50-year difference? Yeah. Yeah, it was awful. Like, that... And it's not, they didn't just burn them. No. Like, we'll get into that. But it's not like they just, like, set them on fire. Not that that's not terrible. Well, they can't just set you on fire. You have to confess to something before they can do that. So how are, how did people get confessions way back when? Hmm, I wonder. Torture devices. Right. Because obviously you're going to say, no, I'm not a witch. Like, you're going to try, you know. Right. Not that they care. They're just going to keep hurting you and hurting you until you confess. And they're going to be like, oh, I knew it. And it's like, no, you just hurt her to the point where she wants to die. Exactly. Like, that's all you did. So that's basically what happens. So another element to the story is this poor woman's mother was burned alive as a witch as well. And she didn't understand why she confessed. Like, she watched her burn alive as a witch. And she's like, but sh she confessed. Like, why would she do that? And she's always kind of harbored this sense of resentment towards her mother for confessing to something that she wasn't. 
well, right. she going to find out. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't take much. Well, it, for her, it does. But for a lot of people, like, I got to say, like, I would, I know burning is like a terrible way to die, but if there's that hanging option, because they do give some of them, they do hang some of them. I'd be like, can I just go like, you, right. you know, it doesn't matter what I say. I, I, me? I did also learn in, I don't even remember from what, but some historical thing. And I'm not saying this happened with everything. I'm sure there are plenty of small villages that just burned these poor women, but there were a lot where they actually brought executioners along and the executioners would like tie garrots around their necks. So they'd like, you know, scream and flail until it got too much. And then the executioner would just kill them. So you can't even have a hanging. <laughs> right. I wouldn't want to hang like, no, 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 no. That's terrifying. I think I'd rather burn because honestly, a lot of like forensic stuff, they have figured out that mostly you would inhale all that smoke and that's what would kill you. So I'd probably take that. Yeah, I don't know. They're both terrible because they didn't right? always hang you correctly. Either. Exactly. Like, yeah, if your neck breaks cleanly, then you're gone, you know, but right. that, that doesn't always happen. So I don't know. They can burn you and hang me and we'll just hang out next to each other. And <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's in jail and she meets this poor little girl. I think she's a, a little girl, like 14 or something down there whose family was completely wiped out by the plague and they threw her in jail pretty much for the rest of her life because she stole bread and a chicken because she was starving. Yes. The brutality of humanity. Like, I know that when we think back to like this era of the like 1700s and we're like, oh my God, they threw her in jail because she was starving and they just let these children starve on the streets when their families were wiped out is shocking. But also like, we're not that different. We're just, we just hide it better. So that actually brings me up to something that may bring up a religious talk, and I'm sorry. It's fine. I'm ready. <laughs> Connor is currently, he likes to argue with dumb people online. So <laughs> Connor, <laughs> Connor is currently having an argument with somebody on Reddit about, basically, they made a comment that, so I don't know if, if anyone has heard, there was an archaeologist recently that was beheaded in uh, by ISIS, and that's what they are arguing about. And basically, this person said that this would never happen in America because because of Christianity. And Connor is like, what do you mean? How would that not happen in America just because of Christianity? And basically this whole guy's premise is because Christianity preaches forgiveness. And I'm like, you're fucking insane because basically every single religion has, you know, charity, for, forgiveness, all those things, but they still have these aspects where people will kill you. This right here was done under the umbrella of Christianity. So what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think that we are just as maybe not outwardly brutal, but we do it on like a governmental level or like a bureaucratic level now. So we'll still let children starve, but we're going to do it and we're just going to like turn a blind eye to it. We're not going to throw them in jail and let them starve. But we're just going to let them starve and pretend we don't notice that it's a problem. Do you know what I mean? Right. But even if it's not like even if if the incredibly fundamentalist religious people were to take over, you can't tell me you don't see Handmaid's Tale actually happening. You know, a society of intensely Christian people that won't let women have abortions turning that into women or property again and you're going to sit there while we rape you to have a baby like that would absolutely fucking happen i mean they just took abortions away completely in poland exactly my point so don't fucking say that just because you know islam has isis and things like that does not mean that christianity doesn't have the same fucking thing people kill in the name of christianity all the time Exactly. Like religious extremists exist in every facet of religion. Just because you wouldn't go out and do that thing doesn't mean that somebody else wouldn't in the name of that. Especially talking about the Christian God. Because people exactly. say God tells them to do awful things and kill people in the name of Jesus or God or whatever all the time. Especially because he's incredibly violent in the Bible. Exactly. So That's exactly my fucking point. 
Another point is that God and Allah are the same thing. I'm just saying. Yeah. Not that yeah. that's the point they were making, but I'm just saying it's the same damn thing. No, this this guy was just doing that dumb where, well, I'm Christian, so I would never do it. And I agree with Connor. I don't fucking believe you. If you were allowed to do whatever the fuck you wanted, yes, you would. They're, like, black people were, were and are still getting hung. And that is all under the umbrella of Christianity. So don't fucking, no. Mm-mm. It's under some purist bullshit that started with Christianity. Exactly. It all leads back to this umbrella. And I'm sorry if that offends you. And we're not saying that you, this specific person listening, would go out right now and shoot someone and say, God told me to. That's not what we're saying. But we are saying that you can't say that it doesn't exist in your religion because it absolutely does. Exactly. You're just, you know, burying your head in the sand. Right. Just look up. (laughs) I mean, Somebody that went out during the Black Lives Matter protests and shot people just got off with nothing and he's being celebrated as a hero right now. I'm just saying. Yeah. Kyle. Anyways. Where were we? (laughs) So. I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, it was self-defense. It was not. He went out there with the intention of shooting somebody. Anyways. Anyways. I'm not going to get into that right now because it just fires me up. But. We're talking about witches. If I was a witch, too, I would be like, yeah, and I'm going to fucking curse all of you. So burn me and see what happens. Right? There are so many times because when she's in her jail cell, you know, she's just being tortured. Like, they won't let her sleep. They're barely feeding her, stuff like that. They want her to confess to being a witch to, you know, burn her and be done with it. But also in the background, she's getting visions of Satan or a demon or something coming to her, basically saying, you know, come to me, come to me. And I'm like, girl, at some point I would go to them. I would be like, yes, get me the fuck out of here. I'd be like, okay, but exactly. <laughs> I'm already halfway in the ground anyway. So what, what are we doing? Exactly. You know how it's like in The Witch, the actual movie, they're like, live deliciously. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So she's obviously in jail and then the squire they try to do the first the the very first thing they start with is whipping her at a post yes so that's that's just the first thing on day one day one they whip her and that's awful first of all that i mean but it gets way worse because this goes on for what like over six months Uh, no five days well it eventually it gets to day 111 uh, that's what Connor thought too. It's Roman numerals. That was day three. Oh, okay. Okay. Great, great, great. <laughs> that, he literally had that same conversation with me like 20 minutes ago. That's funny. I thought that it was because it does not look like Roman numerals. Yeah. They look a little, they're very like old English type. Okay. Well, I was like, I would have died by now. And how is she not dead? That's what sleep? he said. That's literally what he said. He was like, I was sitting there going, she couldn't have lived that long without sleep. <laughs> that's what I thought too. <laughs> Text Connor and tell him that we on the same wavelength. <laughs> so they were whipping her in a public square, and this squire has been like she's not breaking, and most people would at that point. Like, first of all, you whip someone's back, and then they throw water on it. I would also like to mention that the water they're throwing on her from this era in her wounds, she's going to get oh, a yeah. raging infection. Oh yeah, fucking gross. I was thinking that the whole time, like the the sanitariness or the not back then. Ugh, gross. Yeah, and then she gets thrown in that jail cell again. And then you see all, they did this on purpose, obviously, because we know that the plague started in the rats. They just show rats constantly. Everywhere, just all over the place. And they keep going, have you seen any cats? What's with all the rats going on? And some dude is in a fucking jail cell dying of the plague right fucking now. Gross. And she even mentions that. And later on, they're like, oh, she knew that it was the plague. She must be a witch. No, bitch. She saw the fucking boils on his arm. Open your goddamn eyes. People were so dumb back then. Well, and even if they knew, like, they didn't want to know because they wanted her to be a witch so bad. Yeah. You know? So the squire calls this, like, world-renowned, or at least country-renowned witch hunter, and he basically, he's like, I will get a confession no matter what. And it's like, yeah, because you just have different methods of torture. 
Yeah. And he's more sophisticated in your torture devices. Yeah. And he's got a woman that is burned. Like you can tell, like she was burned her. She has no hair. Her face is all modeled. And he, she's like his little bitch boy that will do anything he wants because he has her brainwashed now. So now he doesn't even have to torture these women. He makes her do it. He burned this woman for being a witch, pulled her out of the fire and she was still alive and now makes this poor woman torture people. Yep. I say he poor. He fucked her up. She's also torturing people. So, you know. Right. Poor is a relative term, but she's still a victim. Right. So, day two, the witch hunter gets there. She wants to see her daughter. That's all she wants. And the boy at the beginning that was with the squire, he wants to help her. So she does have an ally that's trying to get her information on her daughter and getting her extra food and, you know, trying to do right by her. And they say she's for sure a witch, but she won't admit it. They tie her up, strip her naked, and they scour her entire body for what they're basically calling like the mark of beast. And I don't mean like 666. I mean like basically a hickey. <laughs> and it could be anything. It could be a mole. And ingrown hair. It looks to her like she has maybe a birthmark there. Anything could be the mark of the devil. And they're saying that she gets it when she sleeps with the devil, basically. They're like, oh, we found it. They found this one little spot on her neck. And they're like, proof. It is proof. Meh, meh, meh. It's not. Yeah. After stripping her down in front of everybody. Like, how embarrassing. Yep. Especially back then. Yep. And these squires squire i don't know him the the <laughs> boy is rooting for her like i said and getting her extra food and he does find out that her daughter is safe so they still have her daughter they haven't hurt her abby's still good she's hanging out with a nanny with the squire <laughs> she fine so she's also getting these like dream we go into these dreamlike states there's even at one point where this was super weird to me there were a few things i didn't like um i don't think if i was being tortured that i would want to like have sex like sexy dream time with my husband i don't know but that is my opinion i don't know man i mean take a moment to get the fuck out of it have some sort of happiness i could see it oh, i don't think i'd point my vagina towards the open bars also that <laughs> but while she's like dreaming about her husband every time she dreams about her husband her husband turns into the actual devil yes which as the viewer you're kind of like so is she a witch is she gonna turn into an actual witch is she gonna be given right. powers is she gonna take everybody down but it it's not she's just like being tortured you know exactly she's hallucinating she's really going through it man and she's terrified because she still is that good christian woman that won't turn to the devil so she is also terrified every time she wakes up from one of these dreams she doesn't want this any more than anybody else right right because she when she wakes up she just gets on her knees and prays and she's praying all yeah. the time so day three, they talked to her about her husband because they exhumed his body and they found the noose around his neck, which that makes so much more sense that it's day three, because I was like, how the fuck did they exhume his body 111 <laughs> days later? And it's still like have any sort form of like, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. It makes sense. Makes okay. sense. That helps the movie a little bit. <laughs> so they basically said, why would this good Christian man like commit the ultimate sin and she doesn't say anything she still says i'm not a witch and so they and they have her up on this it's the that, that thing that looks like an x where they just like your arms are up and your feet are spread apart you, you know what i'm talking about yeah they've got her spread eagled out on this freaking thing this table that can drop so that they can do whatever they want and they tilt her down and they stab with these they're kind of like they look like paring knives but they're way sharper and they're real long and they stab basically all the soft tissue parts of her body like the bottoms of her feet with these tiny sharp knives and she still didn't break mm -hmm. and every time they take her back to her cell she's just got all these blood spots just all over her like potato sack basically that they give her to wear right which that's great especially in you know plague times i'm sure that's not going to get infected at all hmm. right like she's just not going to die <laughs> <laughs> So the boy tells her not to abandon hope, which I thought was really sweet. And he still is bringing her stuff and he's like, don't give up. <laughs> like, Yeah, he is really sweet. That's easy for you to say. Uh -huh. 
but yeah. at least she's got somebody on her side. And then we have more dreams of the devil sprinkled in with visions of her husband. So he brings her in again and she still isn't breaking. And the squire is basically like, I brought you in because you're the best of the best. And she still has not confessed. And he's big mad because this woman made a fool out of him when, you know, he didn't get to get in between her legs. Yeah. And you know how that works. You don't ever embarrass a man ever. Especially not this man. Well, any man, but this one in particular runs the town. So, you know, he gets anything he wants. So they bring her in, I believe about the next day and he makes his lackey do the dirty work again. They basically talk to her like I really don't want to have to do this please don't make me do this just confess and this will all be over like okay so if I confess you're just going to kill me so there's no end game here that actually works for anybody except for them like for her right actually the kid who is trying to help her out makes that comment after after this happens he takes her back to her cell and he goes they're gonna kill you if you don't confess and she's like they're gonna kill me either way like my life is over yeah Right. So if she dies on her own accord and not confessing, at least she gets to die with that, you know, knowing that, being herself and who she is. Exactly. And she is a good Christian woman still. And you didn't confess to being a witch back then or you didn't go to heaven. So it's like she's also sitting there trying to protect her immortal soul. Right. And... We have also, I don't remember if it was necessarily this scene or another one, but the couple that was like her family, the woman runs out when they're about to start torturing her because she is horrified and she starts yelling at everyone in the room that she is not a witch. Yes. That's and, that's, right and then I know, man, like I love you, but back then, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's when the friend of the husband's tells him basically you need to get her out of here and shut her up before she's up there too yeah because they literally like if you're vouching for the witch they're gonna be like oh you too right (laughs) where's your mark exactly so he brings her in again and he threatens her with this horrific rape device and it's it kind of is like a speculum but like way worse that is a real device that they would use on gay men, obviously, anally. It opens, you you put it in, it's like a ball, and then it opens up. And it opens up real wide. And it looked kind of spiky, to be honest. I don't know, but... It, well, it looked pointy. So when it opens, it's got points. It's not, like, smooth. But yeah. I, I don't mean spiky, but, like, it opens and it looks like a flower. Like, petals. Yeah, exactly. Just like the worst flower ever. <laughs> it has to close again. So... I'm sorry, this is graphic, but the sides are going to scrape, you know, when they right. close. It's not smooth. Okay, anyways. <laughs> so it cranks, though. Obviously, this is very medieval. So they put that inside her because she does not threaten. And she says some badass stuff, though. She says, my will is greater than yours or something like that. Which Yeah, is embarrass him thing. also. Great. Yeah, well, that's the, that's her whole thing because she's not going to give in. Yeah. Her will is greater because she has to protect she will protect the truth is what she's saying. She screams and it cuts to blood dripping in like an insane amount off of the thing she is strapped to and from her. And then they sentence her to death. So, all that for what? Yeah, exactly. Point. He never got the confession that he's supposed to have, but he he basically says only a witch could survive that. Okay. Could endure that kind of pain. Y'all don't know what women go through. <laughs> also, you like I'm not even I'm not saying that it didn't hurt cuz it definitely fucking did. Obviously she bled a lot, but you realize y'all she just had a fucking baby. That shit is probably still all open up and stuff, basically. So, and also people have babies out that area all the fucking time. It kind of stretches. So, yeah. The cool thing about vaginas is they stretch and then they go back to normal. And I, again, am not saying that is not awful because it was. No, it was. It probably cut her up pretty good. But it's not that she couldn't survive it if she wasn't just a wish. Women are just incredibly resilient. (laughs) Right. Anyways. So she knows that she, well, she, she gets sentenced to death and she knows she's going to die and her friend stood up for her. So we're going to cut a scene here 
And they're on their way home, this other couple. And she gets the fuck beat out of her for mm-hmm. standing up to her husband. He starts strangling her. <laughs> and then she knocks him backwards. And he's like laying on the ground because she did. She got in a good, good knock there. And she, she basically, he says like, what are you going to do? Like stab me or shoot me or something. I don't remember if she had a knife or a gun or. She had a rock. Oh, and right. he pulls a knife. So he's basically like, you're not going to fucking do shit. You have, you brought a rock to a knife fight. So she throws the rock at the fucking horse and his head just happens to be under the wheel of the fucking wagon and it crushes him. It's, so good. It's neato. <laughs> so good. But I don't, I mean, I get she's probably not thinking clearly, but you end up seeing her later and she's still there panicking that she's going to, you know, die because she just killed her husband and, you know, she's not going to get out of this. And I'm like, girl, you could easily say that was an accident. Easily. Yeah, but I could see like she just left the thing and she was making a scene and then all of a sudden her husband's dead. Yeah, true. True, true. I mean, women are not usually given the benefit of the doubt, you know. True, true, true. Yeah. But so her friend stood up for her. That's that's great. But she did not confess. We're going to go back to her. She concocts a plan with the boy that's been on her side. And she's like, I'm going to I'm going to give them the plague before I (laughs) dip out. So remember the man that was dead in the jail cell because he died of the plague. They just left him there. Yeah. Right. That's what we do. Just leave the body there. Let people to rot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Super hygienic. But <laughs> they, so he, the boy, cuts open the arm of the man that died and gets some of his blood. In the meantime, she says that she's going to confess and she wants a one on one with the witch hunter, which is all he's wanted. And to get his confession, they like get her out of her potato sack and put her in this very fancy dress for some stupid reason. Yeah, because he she he shouldn't have to see her that way. And I'm like, he's seen her that way every fucking time up on that cross thing. What's different now? Yeah, he's seen her in worse because he's done worse to her. So right. Yeah. So she decides she's going to do that and watch him basically drink his plague wine. But she goes in there and he won't drink unless she drinks. And so then she has to drink the plague wine. In the meantime, Squire Boy is going to go get her baby. And also we have Ursula, I think her name is, the woman that got burned. Mm -hmm. She is off somewhere. She left them alone, basically. And after he drank, she fucking stabbed both of his hands to the table so good so that was neato (laughs) and ursula comes in sees that happening you find out that this is also the same man that killed her mother which is why this is called the reckoning yes so you know she gets she gets to kill him and ursula comes in tries to help but in their fight she gets set on fire again rip big rip she tried (laughs) She ends up actually Squire Boy. <laughs> I think he's she he smacks the squire with his bedpan <laughs> in the face. Yeah, it's so good. After he just peed too, so you know it's got to be warm and gross. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> smacks the shit out of him. Grabs the baby. The sirens in the town are going off, or the bells, or whatever, because they're not you know automated sirens. But <laughs> they know the witch is out, right? Everybody's looking for her, and she lowers the gates once her baby and the squire's boy are out and he's like what the fuck are you doing and she's like i drank the poisoned wine you must go before i get sick and he's like so i didn't actually poison it and so she just (laughs) trapped herself in the town for no reason yeah yeah now you gotta get the fuck out okay so how the fuck do we get out of here she goes down a well but before she does that she goes to the jail she releases some people, but unfortunately, the girl, sweet girl that was put in jail, Squire shoots her. Oh, yeah. It was really sad. But she beheads him. And, and the whole, he's fucking asking her for mercy. It's like, right? you 
tried to rape me and then said I was a witch and you've been torturing me. So right. now you want mercy? No, no. No. No, no. <laughs> so she beheads him, drops down a well, and in the meantime, the squire's boy finds her friend and they decide they're just going to get away. And so baby's in good hands. We have her friend and the boy together. And then you see her coming out of the water. She escaped the town, but you never know if she actually ever finds her baby and the friend again. So, you know. Right. And then we just get the the written stuff afterwards about like half a million women or something were killed as witches and all that. Which is just like... Watching a movie about it is one thing, but thinking about what these real women actually had to go through and just living in a constant fear that one day somebody could just get mad at them for no fucking reason. A trivial, small thing. Somebody could literally just be like, witch. Exactly. For no goddamn reason. Exactly. It it makes me, I was sitting there thinking when I was watching it of, it's amazing to me the terrible things that people have lived through and like... Uh, I'm a woman, so amazing to me the terrible things women have lived through and triumphed through. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, it, it's, there's like a sense of pride there in being a woman, you know? But also a lot of fear. Yeah, because like, yeah. we're, you know, now it's just, everything evolves. Yes, do I have to worry about being tried as a witch? No, because you can just be a witch if you want <laughs> you know you can make videos about being a witch and how to cast spells and all that shit if you want here but not in every country you're right absolutely and now now it's just different let's just say you know in first world countries there are i was you know i constantly read about you know women checking their cars and checking behind them and buying mm -hmm. these expensive keychains with all of these different types of weapons and window breakers and stuff on them in case they get kidnapped and having to put all these devices in their bracelets and their necklaces and on their phones and you know all these emergency contacts in case they get kidnapped and they we have all these creative ways to let our friends know where we're going and what we're doing and uh, all of these different fears we have that i even read this thread about like this man that was like ladies like do you have to think about this stuff all the time and the thread was like literally you have no idea yeah that that is one of those like priv male privilege things that just upsets me so fucking much i mean connor will say that sometimes too like i'll be like lock the door please lock the front door sometimes you don't lock the front door could you please remember to lock the front door because you're not the one who someone's gonna come in and rape i'm sorry yeah. It's going to be me. So could you please lock the front fucking door? And yeah, it's like Connor doesn't have to worry about that stuff. Yeah. And it's just not something you think about. Like, is it likely that somebody's just going to waltz into your house just to rape you? No. But does has it happened? Yeah. Yes. And in fact, the number one that I always have with him, especially in the summer, is, you know, we have a laundry room window or we have little little tiny windows in our basement and he'll leave them open because, you know, it's hot out. And I'm like, okay, but literally that's how the Night Stalker got into people's houses. Literally, that is exactly how he got into a woman's house, raped and killed her. Okay, so please don't fucking do that. Mm -hmm. And as a woman, you owe it, even though it is so unlikely to happen, you have to think about that stuff all the time. Well, because when you're not, it's probably gonna, or not probably, but it could, you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. And then, you know, somebody could say, yeah, so you're a witch and then you get tortured and burned at the stake. And then there are so many places in the non-developed world where you can't openly practice whatever you want. You know, we have talked about like the things that they do to women that is still just like religious practice that is awful and i just you know yeah and then even if you get you know over the physical things happening to you if, if it does happen then you know even you know society doesn't care they don't want to hear it they don't want to deal with it you're not going to be even if you do manage to go to a court, you're not going to get anything out of it, most likely. And how unfortunate is that? Like, you're just left sitting here going, oh, you're still property. You still mean nothing. And it doesn't matter whatever happens to you because that man wanted to do it. I have a small example of something that happened recently that I kind of want to bring up. It's very, very minute. It was not a big deal. But... Y'all know I'm a huge Adam Driver fan. Like, love that man. Would let him wreck me and my marriage. <laughs> not 
true about my marriage, but you know what I mean? It came out recently that he was accused of, of physical assault, not sexual assault, but physical assault on an elderly woman that he filmed a movie with in Portugal, I believe. They filmed The Man Who Killed Don Quixote over there. And she said it was a roughly translated podcast that she was on. And she said that she did not like working with him, that there was an assault that involved a chair. And it went wild that saying, you know, that Adam Driver physically assaulted this woman when they were on set, that he was aggressive and he was like horrible to work with and all these things. And my heart broke because Mm -hmm. obviously he's a celebrity. Do I have any like ties to him? No. But like, you know, you you have people I'm dealing with Marilyn Manson right now, like completely detaching from him. Do not back that. And that is not one of those cases where you can detach the art from the artist because I will not listen to his music anymore. I will not wear his merch. The stuff he's being accused of is awful and terrible, and I absolutely will not, just cannot. So that aside, this is a situation where I was truly like heartbroken, <laughs> and I waited. But one thing I did say was I will always stand with victims. Mm-hmm. Before it comes out, you know, I will stand with this woman before I stand with Adam Driver. And somebody even said, well, nothing's come out yet. Like, you don't know that she could be lying that's true. She could have been lying. And it came out that that's not what happened. And it was a really rough mistranslation. And she said, no, he didn't assault me. He just stood up too fast and his chair hit me because he wasn't aware of his surroundings. Okay. So he didn't assault you with a chair, you know? Right. And the the fandom of, you know, Adam Driver was like, oh, we fucking knew he wasn't a bad dude. However, something I said was that I will stand with the victim I'll always stand with the victim like if if a woman comes out and says this is my abuser like all right okay absolutely and then if she comes out as a liar later or that it comes untrue I would much rather stand behind a woman that is accusing a man of being a predator and be on the victim side now I didn't go out and verbally say Adam Driver is a piece of shit I didn't say anything you know Mm -hmm. I just said okay let's hear how this plays out And I hope that he's not, but let's listen to the victim and hear what she has to say. Right. Because there are so many times where a woman could say that and it could be true and Hollywood won't give a shit because he is a powerful, rich, white man. So I think it's important to listen to women and believe them first. Right. You know what I mean? Not even just Hollywood. And I'm... If anybody wants to cut off now, like this is your trigger warning because I'm going to be graphic here. So I'm going to bring this up because I think it's important because I I pay attention to the news. I read stuff and I still didn't even fully comprehend what this quote meant until recently, until I read the article from the victim and what she went through. And I know lots of people thought it was fucking funny. You know, Trump's grab him by the pussy quote. But now I know what that actually meant and what he would actually do to women. He did this, the woman that is suing him for this right now, this is fucking rape. What he would do is he sat next to her and literally just slipped a finger up inside her vagina. That is what he means by grab him by the pussy. I I didn't know. I thought it was like, I don't know, he grabbed their pants or something. That's rape. That's disgusting. And people just let him get away with it. Let him run the country. Yes. That's disgusting. And I'm over it. As a woman, I am over my sex being used that way. My sex, my gender, all of it. Yeah, over 40% of white women voted for him. That's disgusting. Even my mother voted for him. And when I said that grab him by the pussy thing, she fucking ignored me. And that pisses me off. Yeah, well, delusion, man. I mean, you can't. There are the things that can be ignored and the people that vote against themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like this whole movie was about what women go through. The reckoning is about this women, this woman's reckoning. And it was shot on the premise of her being accused of being a witch and saying she's not and going through horrible things to prove that she's not. And it's a political piece. Yes, it really, it really is. And that's what I really loved about it is because like I said in the beginning, but I'll say it at the end now going through all of it, you're literally sitting there the whole time going, oh, that's right. Because she didn't give you her vagina. That's right. Because she didn't give into what you fucking wanted. You got embarrassed. You were threatened. And now you're going to kill her. Fuck you. 
And at least now I have the right to say fuck you, whereas this woman didn't. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I do think that, like, when I was talking about the Adam Driver situation, like, when a woman comes forward, it shouldn't, you know, just be, like, dog pile on top of, you know, the man and say he absolutely 100%. But also, like, I think the woman should be given, like I said, because even if he did, if if it was 100% true, she probably still wouldn't have been, like, nothing would have happened to him. Oh, yeah. It. Absolutely not. He's too beloved. I mean, I I watched the surviving r kelly thing and there was so much of that after all of this stuff that he did to these poor girls there are still people who are like no no r kelly's not a bad guy are you fucking kidding me they can they are human they are not gods just because they sung your favorite song right exactly and that's why i think it's important to believe victims if they come forward believe them and this mm-hmm. just happened to be a poor translation that blew up in this one situation but you know and you know and i have a lot of male friends and i would never want them to be falsely accused of something so i know a lot of them listening right now are going to be like but what if i i hear you you're totally valid i understand you know but just historically right. speaking we have not been heard. Yeah. We have not been believed. <laughs> I think Connor gets tired of me going, fucking men. But then I always turn around and go, I, I know, I know. There's good ones like you. I love you. <laughs> yeah, it just becomes the not all men. And it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. <laughs> right. We know. But that's not what we mean. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Because the, obviously, they're not all men. That's, yeah, I know. I'm married to one. <laughs> right. I get it. I married a man. <laughs> I married I'm sorry. a man right you know um i this film we talked a lot about things it did have some issues like just as far as like a horror film goes there this was more of a story to me i think if there was no like random devil hallucinations this really is not a horror film in my opinion as far as just like like it's a it's more of like a period piece a period piece drama yeah yeah, which is horrible (laughs) right (laughs) So I will say that going into it. And you know what's interesting to me before I give my thoughts and my grade, it doesn't have really any backing yet from like Rotten Tomatoes or anything. The critics are saying like just torture, 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 well-meaning but consistently stayed horror movie about institutionalized misogyny. That was from a man, and he down. He only gave it a one out of four. And the women who have to survive it, like yes, <laughs> it's a bad soap opera with a few squirts of blood and an eye full of lady cheeks for good measure. Another man, <laughs> an exercise in pointless misery. I'm I'm doing this for a reason. Hang in there. <laughs> an exercise in pointless misery, barely even pretending to have a narrative for most of its deadening 110 minutes. Another man. Long and grim, the Black Plague era witchcraft story is miles away from the artistry and scares of something like The Witch. It focuses instead of on endless, uninspired scenes of torture and nightmares. Another man. Charlotte Kirk needs more acting gravitas to bring this to an end. Another man. Feels simultaneously neutered and in poor taste. Another man. Do you see what I'm getting at? Yes. It almost makes me feel... Okay, so I'm going to bring up Annabellum for a second. Because it makes me feel like... When critics were not liking Annabellum, which I didn't like Annabellum, and I explained to you guys in that episode why. There were there were directorial things that I didn't like with Annabellum and story choices that I didn't like. And people were getting upset because, you know, it wasn't made for me because I'm a white girl. Okay, I get that. And that's honestly the same thing I'm going to say here. This movie wasn't made for you. This was made for women. But at the same time, I guess you ha- you have your, you know, you have your opinion, and I respect that. But still, this is a terrifying movie as a woman. And I will also bring up, I wanted to talk before you gave your grade, of, I mean, I get your point. If the devil wasn't in it, it wouldn't feel very horror. But at the same time, it it is a revenge, female revenge film. Like, this is the same as I Spit on Your Grave to me. Yeah, true. I mean, I did think about I Spit on Your Grave while I was watching it. And, like, to go back to Annabellum, like, I I do think that had they done that better, it would have been a good film. Mm -hmm. But there was no nuance to that film at all. Right. This at least did have some of that. (laughs) Right, exactly. So, 
you know, that being said, like, I really wanted to like Annabellum. It just was not a good movie. This, this is, does, I think, as a film, did a better job as being a film than Annabellum did. Not that, not they are apples and oranges, but as far as films go, this one I did like a lot more. This one, actually, I really enjoyed watching. So this one for me gets a four. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really liked this movie. Yes. I mean, I told you guys in the beginning, but I will say it for anybody who has gone this far. Five out of five for me. This is this is my type of movie. The period piece, I'm a, I'm a history lover. And the whole female revenge thing, witches love witches. This is all for me. I loved, I already love the two other things that this director has done. I'm sure most people love Game of Thrones, but I also love The Descent, one of my favorite films, and this is up there now. Love it. Love this movie. Five out of five. Yeah, nice. I mean, if you can, check, I mean, it's on Amazon. Check it out and let us know what you think. You know, it's definitely different in that when you try to watch a horror movie like the cover makes it look a lot more devilish yes. than it's actually be. but it is it, it can get kind of intense but it's not gory no so and she does get a good revenge story which is fun to watch exactly Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us for this first hype episode of 2021. We actually have some more coming at you this month. Yes, we do. It's going to be a packed month of hypes. Woohoo! I know. Super stoked about that. So stay tuned for more of that. We have some new new movies coming at you soon. You can check us out on all of our social medias. Everything is the Extra Sisters podcast, except for Twitter, which is at the Extra Sisters. And you can unlock some extra content, extra reviews, request movies to review, get some fun mail from us if you want. Go to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the extra sisters podcast to check all that fun stuff out it's only a dollar a month or if you want to get fancy five dollars a month also hopefully you don't get too tired of us because we're going to be back with you on sunday for amanda and brad's valentine's day episode i'm very excited to see what they thought until next time stay creepy